Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome to welcome to Coach Unplugged. I'm going to leave that. I'm a little tongue twisted. It's one of those days today. Um, before we jump into the podcast today, I want to make sure I give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish. They, What I love about them is not only how easy it is to set up, not only how great their customer service is, but what I like is how innovative they are. They're always changing their machine, always making it better, always looking to pivot. It's why they're one of our sponsors because we believe in them so much. So go over and check them out. Mentioned, uh, mentioned Coach Unplugged, mentioned High School Hoops, mentioned teachhoops.com, mentioned Coach Collins, mentioned anybody, and they'll give you $400 off um, related to us. Uh, that's You won't find a better discount out there. And then also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. If you're looking for a coach to help you coach, <laughs> if you're looking for a mentor, if you're looking for my bat phone, if you're looking to get help in every aspect of the game, if you're looking for clinics, if you're looking for videos, if you're looking for motivation, if you're looking for handouts, looking for practice ideas, anything, we have it all in there with a 14-day free trial. Go over and check it out. Um, only 14-day free trial out there. It will. You will not be disappointed. Um, we believe in our products so much, and um, I think you'll love it. So go over and check it out. It's help, what, uh, what helps us keep the lights on here and everything moving forward. So have a great day, and let's head off to the podcast. All right, welcome to Coach Unplugged, Coach. I am Coach McDonald. I am so excited to have you on. Um, I know we we've been working to try to make this happen for a while, and uh, I'm very excited about it. Um, so I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn it over to you and I'm going to have you kind of explain your basketball journey. Um, so explain where you are in Massachusetts before we dive too deep, where, where in Massachusetts. And and even before that, I just want to say how thankful I am for, for you having me on. Like I've been a huge fan for so many years. So the fact that you reached out, this was like, this is my Mecca, right? Like this is my pinnacle. Thank you. The checks in the, the checks in the mail. I appreciate (laughs) it. (laughs) Right. Um, yeah, we do it for the money. Definitely. Um, so yeah, I'm from, I'm from West Roxbury. So right in Boston, uh, Massachusetts and, um, yeah, have lived here, kind of moved, moved back here. And then I, I coach, um, at Norwood high right up the, it's about 15 minutes, uh, South of Boston. Yep. So I'm going to, I'm going to talk about Boston. I, we were talking about this before we came out, how much I love Boston before the big dig. I was not a big fan. Um, (laughs) <laughs> and people are going, what are you talking about? I hear that. The traffic was horrible. And, and the big dig made a big difference when they went under the under the bay and stuff. Because um, my wife and I, we were out seeing my son, and our flight got canceled out of, out of uh, Manchester, New Hampshire. So we had to drive to Boston. Super easy to get in now. Um, but it for people, oh, yeah, for people that are so listening. That was my commute, though, was like during the big dig. So it wasn't as, it wasn't as cool then. 
you know, I bet it wasn't. I bet it wasn't. It's uh, it's uh, I tell people it's like um, the way I can describe Boston before it is if you've driven around Atlanta, you know what it's like because Atlanta's horrible. Um, it's horrible. Don't drive around Atlanta. It's there's no good way to drive around Atlanta. Um, but anyway, um, how much I love Boston. So, so, okay. So explain, explain, did you play, where did you play? Did you play in college? Go through your whole career and we'll just, we'll deep dive into that first. Yeah. I played out, um, at a high school. I was lucky you got to play from seventh through 12th grade. So played at Boston Latin school out here. Um, and then went to Latin. Did you take Latin? I took six years of Latin. I know. Et tu <laughs> oh my god, that's so good. So they're cutting, so they're cutting Latin in our district. Our only uh-huh. one high school. Oh, I know it's so good. Yeah. I mean, if you want to do well in the ACT or the SAT, I take was just Latin. Gonna say, but, but now with that going out the window a little bit, it's maybe not as. I know as it might not. I know I could like, talk about that stuff for okay, That's crazy, yeah. Latin. Okay, go ahead, yeah. keep going. Yeah. So after six years of that, got through that and then um, got a scholarship to Stonehill College in um, Easton, Mass, about okay. 30 minutes away from Boston. And then um, actually just went Division One. I. I played Division Two in the NE10 against um, like Bentley, um, Southern New Hampshire, a bunch of schools out here. Like so really, did you really just big... jump on the train to get the, the, the home and back or did you have to drive? How did that work? I, dro- I drove. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Or I got dropped off. We didn't have a car back then. So yeah, um, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, they were like, see you in a month, two months, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was great. You know, had a lot of experience, got to play right away um, and then ended up staying on after to be assistant coach there um, okay. and their second assistant. Did you feel like right- that was a good choice as far as the school goes? That's my first thing. And then because I always tell kids, don't get don't get caught up in get caught find the right school. Don't worry about yeah. the number, find the right school. Cause I, I went to a school, I had some options to play up a little bit and yeah. I went to, a, I went to D3 school, but I played right away and I was captain by the time I was a sophomore. Huge. huge. It was huge. It was, it was so much yeah. a better experience for me. I'm probably not coaching if that, I didn't yeah. do that. Um, that if I had tried to maybe push, I mean, again, you're a guy, you're a guy. My dad is a guy. My dad was a guidance counselor and he had some courageous conversations with me about my ability. Like you can go there, yeah. but you're not probably going to play. You already go she wish more people play. would have. Yeah. You yeah. Wish more people. But I, I will say I was actually, so I was being recruited by a lot of like division ones. And then it tore my ACL uh, freshman year in high school and then got it back recovered and then tore it again my junior year, my other one so I, I missed two out of my six years so I still only had like really a four-year high school and but thank god and this is a huge tip to kids out there is like never burn your bridges with other schools because those scholarships came like the verbal offers and then they went you know just as fast as they came to a point I like couldn't even believe it it was like you know a, Two weeks after I was getting all these offers, I was getting told, like, sorry, we can't take a chance on you, you know, and then Stonehill through thick and thin stayed there and and great recruiting by them. And, you know, my brother had played for Stonehill, too. So it was, I, was, I was always in love with the school anyway. Um, right. It's a gorgeous so school. Like, so thank God, you know, yeah. like, thank God they stayed in the mix or else it's I mean, like, you know what? You don't know. So, OK, so let's talk about you tore your ACL, both, times, both, yeah. the same leg or different legs. Different legs. Yeah. And then tore it again, my freshman year in college. So my, that was my third time. Um, so I tore it in high school twice. Got to, I was like an athletic kid in the most unathletic body 
ever. Like the kid that just could play every sport, but like the body just it, wasn't really, so, so, really okay, jiving. So, so uh, first of all, any, uh, any long-term repercussions from it for you now at your age now? Uh, yeah. I just had my, uh, my first replacement, um, last year. So I had my 10th knee surgery a year ago and had a uh, partial knee replacement. And then my other one needs to be done uh, probably in the next few years, okay. but not like, not bad. Like, honestly, I, I wouldn't, a lot of it was just after college, you know, I had to, a couple of meniscus tears and things like that. Right. Um, kind of like just effects of the ACL itself, you know? And yeah. then, and so, so, and I think, I think at least, especially at the high school level, I think at the collegiate level, I think we're seeing less of those because I think they're doing things yeah. again. There's some, there's some, there's some biology going on. There's a reason girls do it more than boys because of the angle. I think it's the angle yeah. of the, the anatomy of our, yeah, our hips. Yeah. Because yeah. You know, to give birth. So, I mean, I think there's some, there's some, but I think the science is caught up to the athletes um, that, 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 I think it's, you don't see it as much. You used to see it all the time at the collegiate level. Yeah. Like, holy crap. It's like three you girls. You actually see it a lot more the, from the boys, I feel like now. Like yeah, you see I it a lot, so a lot more with guys, a lot more with, you know, even NBA players, like stuff that you never really saw. And before. I don't think they're doing the thing that I don't think they've caught up to the girls. Like the, the they're building other muscles to counter the, um, yeah. you know, to counter it so they don't tear. Um like I have a friend who's a surgeon. He basically says, if you're a skier, that's what people used to twist their ankle skiing because the boots weren't that good. But now yeah. the boots are like a cast. So where does that, where does yeah. it go? It goes right to the knee. So anyway, uh, yeah. So, okay. So then, sorry, I didn't mean to go down your medical history. Uh, <laughs> but this, so then what happened? So, so you stayed, you were there as an assistant. Then what, then what happened? Yeah. See for a couple of years. Um, but this was like back when the second assistant was making nothing, you know, I was making like $500 a month, um, right. living at home, you know, just bartending, waitressing, whatever I was trying to do on the side. Um, but, but doing like crazy full-time hours, like as you know, as you know, any, any college coaches right. doing insane hours. So ended up going back to school, um, to become a nurse <laughs> and then, yeah, kind of crazy, whatever. Wow. It was a history, history major in college, wanted to go back for nursing. So took all my sciences. And then, um, one of my you know friends, parents just said, I'd be a great guidance counselor and coach. And I was like, it's a great idea. So I ended up dropping out of the nursing school and um, enrolling to get my master's at Providence College um, yeah. in school counseling. Yeah. So then when I was doing that, I kind of got back into the high school level and I was like an assistant at a school um, for girls and then ended up jumping in and, and being a head coach at a different school. And yeah. then how long did you stay at the coaching girls? Because you were very uh, successful. We, got, we won like three or four state titles, right? Yeah, four, I think. Yeah, I was there for 10 years as head coach of Braintree High School. And we, we were lucky, we were stacked. I mean, we were 19th in the country, like the number one public school in the country. So, you know, it's a public school. We just got blessed with all this talent. Um, for a few years so and then we lost the talent we kind of regrouped and, and won a couple more which was good um, so we won four in 10 years and then then I jumped over to the boys side where I've been for the past three years so I told you before we jumped in so so tell me 
tell me the difference between the two. Like, is oh, there a difference between geez. coaching boys and girls? I could write, I'm writing a book. This is what you I'm going to write a book. You should, right? you should yeah. absolutely write a book. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Even your experience from being a, a JV volleyball girls coach, I'm sure right? you could write like chapter seven and eight of it. Yeah. I think, you know, it's funny. I, you can say whatever you want, like coaching is coaching and blah, blah, you know, all these cliches about it doesn't matter if it's a girl or a boy. And it's, it's such BS. Like there's such a different psychology to coaching both of them. You know, there's different tactics, strategies that work. Um, so anytime you take over a new program, it's going to be tough no matter what, right? Like you're just trying to, and, and this program was not good. Like they were not doing well. Um, so that's hard enough. Then when you're trying to get to know, like, what can guys deal with just in terms of endurance? How much can you push them, you know, compared to maybe girls physically or how much shouldn't you push them to girls, you know, physically, like um, the, just the personality types, how to go at them and kind of get under their skin enough where they're motivated in a positive way to, to do some, do some good stuff. Um, was there, an alpha, was there any alpha things going on? Like they're teenage, so I was really first lucky. of all, they're teenage boys and I've been around yeah. teenage boys for yeah. 30 years. They are an interesting breed. There should be an island for teenage boys. Yeah. But there is, there's out. always, yeah. there's, there tends to be an alpha in most groups. Yeah. yeah. And then there was, you know, there definitely was, I think, but for the most part, I knew these kids cause I was their guidance counselor too, for, for a lot of them. So they were the ones that were the most supportive in the application process. Like they're the ones that wanted me to come in and coach. They were, so they were already on board. Um, and I just had a good relationship with them. So there was, that was very easy. That's the trust part that we were talking about before. I think if huge. you would have come in from outside, yeah. there would have been, there would have been a different, I mean, that would be a different chapter in the book is my guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also I mean, think you have to, and, and you can probably appreciate this too. You, you have to explain more when you're a, a new woman in a, on a boy's team. So where the stuff, like if I was coaching a, a girl's team or when I was, you just kind of do the stuff, right? Like, you're not worried about whether they respect what you're doing, thinking it makes sense, whatever. So when I was doing, you know, drills, practice, whatever it was, game prep, anything with the boys, I felt like I explained more of the steps so that they knew I knew what I was talking about. Like just to kind of throw it out there a little bit more, you right. had to earn your keep. Where you you got to earn your keep. Have- you got to earn your keep. Yeah. And, I, and I remember sitting and talking I don't know, to one of my friends. It's like, I mean, I know what goes my daughter just came in here like five minutes ago i don't know she's a 17 year old girl i don't know what's going through her head but yeah. when my son's 17 and when he walks in i know exactly what's going through yeah. his head so it's that it's just that difference it's like it's nothing wrong with it but it's just like um and that's where i think you're the good teachers kind of it's no different than teaching um you know it's yeah. it's that reading of the room and reading of the faces um it's similar to what i was talking to one of my colleagues today about with the mat because we still have masks on and um i said no they gotta go because i can't read i can't read them like i can't i can't read i can you only get so much from eyes so if anybody that's listening to this put a mask over and try to read somebody if they're smiling or they can't even tell if they're smiling yawning 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 so it's like so part of teaching and part of coaching is reading them I get it. I don't get it. I'm mad. I'm angry. I'm happy. You're reading facial things and you can't do it um, through that. And I can, to be honest with you, I can probably read the boys' facial expressions a little bit easier, especially the athletes. Um, 
But no, I think girls get they're more internal. They're starting to like the wheels. They are. are they're thinking, "Ooh, is he mad side. at me? Or is he like yeah. the guy? Yeah. The guys are again going back to the alpha. The, the funny thing is, <laughs> I'll tell you two stories. One is I've seen guys go at it, like literally, like want to like kill each other. Three minutes later, they're joking and shooting free throws. Love it. Yeah. No, no different. JV girls volleyball. Like walking. I've told this story before. I walk into practice. I'm 23, 24 years old. Two two groups of girls, both go, both one girl crying in each group. Yeah. 20 yeah. minutes later, I get them back together. This girl, these were sophomores and juniors in high school. This girl had said something about this girl in sixth grade and they're in yeah. 11th. And, this is and they brought happening. it back yeah. up. And yeah. I'm in, I'm like a 23 year old. I'm like two years out of college. I go, what the yeah. heck? But I think like I can't, yeah, I'm not getting paid enough for what that. What am right? I, yeah, what right, am I right. doing here? And I'm not like, it's, it's like. What is interesting though is I, I think as you go higher. So I, I had, like I said, some really good competitors in the girls side. They, I mean, I went at them. They went at each other. They were on each other. Like there is no difference between the kids I had at Braintree, thank God. Yeah. And like the kids that I'm coaching right now, almost times where I was like, my my girls suck things up a little bit better than my, my boys were, you know, just in terms of injuries or in terms of like, Oh yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think you're right. I think that the team, I would girls team I was coaching was oh, it's very different. At, at every level. It's yes. yeah. It was yeah. a recreation. You, know you know what I appreciate though, about the boys side of things is that the hierarchy for girls is who's cool, who's popular, you know, who's kind of in style. Right. And they get, doesn't matter if they're the best on the team, the most competitive, the hardest worker, they're kind of the top, of that echelon right on the boys side if you're the best player if you work the hardest if your output is the best you go right to the top it doesn't oh, matter if you can hoop they don't care right they don't care they so don't that, care. But that's where i appreciate it so much yeah. was like they fall into line so yeah. much quicker yeah there's a there's a there's a hoop there there is a guy yes. there is a like if you can hoop they don't care like you they can you care. can even be not a very nice person and during yeah. those two hours, if you can hoop, they respect, there's a respect. Yeah, there is a, yeah, there's a Natural. hierarchy. I always say, and as a guy's coach, I've, I've said this, you can see it at element, like there, and I think this has changed over the last 20 years, which I think is a wonderful thing. A, a, a fifth grade boy, if you're an athlete on a playground, you got some street cred. 30 years ago, if you were a girl and were an athlete, you didn't have the street cred. Now I think that shifted some, a lot actually, yeah, um, so. where, you know what I'm saying? It's like when I was yeah. growing up, if you were a girl athlete, I mean, there was a girl athlete that I grew up with. It's a hall of famer. She's an unbelievable athlete, played at UW. She had street cred because she could, she could, but she had street cred with all of us, but um, still had to, still had to prove herself. Yeah. And that was me. Herself. I went to the, I went to the baseball court every single night. Yeah, yeah, I went to the courts every single day yeah. and still, no matter what, any new guy that showed up, I had to like one V one him, you know, just right. to kind of like shut them up and, you know, get them yeah. moving yeah. into my corner. Yeah. I, yeah. I get it. There's yeah. something with that. All right. So, so explain to me, explain to me like walking into talking about building a program. Let's let me generalize first. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you think the steps are? What do you what what goes into that? Yeah, I we mean, we both have done it. Yeah, my the right. team I took over was horrible when I took over twenty five years ago. Was it? Yeah, yeah, and and so you get it, you know, and it takes time. I think you got to get through that first year because you're gonna have those seniors. You know, if you're in the high school level, you're gonna have those seniors that are gonna be really tough to change, um, no matter what. But you can start to drip it, you know, start to 
to brainwash a little bit of your, your program and get them thinking what you want. I think the off season is so important um, for any, any program. And I think we all know this is just in terms of what you do, like we started a pretty cool thing where we do a summer league now where we don't have a ton of booster money, things like that. So where, where teams were paying, you know, charging us thousand dollars to go play in a summer league, we decided, you know what, we're going to do an all Norwood summer league. So we have six teams, we have, you know, three teams of our guys and then, and the captains get to draft the teams. And then we do like two, two teams of alumni. So we kind of bring them back in and one team of coaches and it's awesome. You know, so like right there, you, you're talking about building your future. You're and I'd, and I'd have clinics before each of these. So like the younger kids would come up, play with us. And then, you know, you have your summer league right after it. And all of a sudden, like you get alumni that are rallying around your program. They want to be a part of it. So we had a scout team of alumni that came back and they're coming to all the games and talking everybody up. You have coaches that feel like more invested in the program because they're there and they're seeing it. I would ref like I was just me and my assistant were the ones that ran back and forth and ref. So charge like 10 bucks for a jersey um, and just got after it and played all the time. You know, that's so. a great. I think that's a great thing. The two things I think, first of all, remembering back 25 years ago is hard enough for me. But <laughs> yeah. I do remember having to draw some lines in the sand that like this is not acceptable. Like we're not doing this. This is not like yeah. my only losing season was my first season. We were 714. And I've told this story multiple times, but I remember sitting in that locker room going, I can't do this with one of my assistants. And that bus ride, that two-hour bus ride home, we basically built our program. We figured out exactly what we needed to do over the next seven years. And we ended up winning the state title five or six years after that. But it took a lot of work. And and it was like, no, you need to do this. And you need to get in the weight room. And you need to be at the open gyms. And so you're not, you're not going to, I'm going to cut you. I don't, it doesn't matter. Like you got to put the time in. Um, and they I, need to know that losing is terrible. You know, like you, you said, this horrible. Thing. Like Steve, I remember having, we, you know, I just come from a program that won four titles. Right. So I'm coming like, this is great. But this new team was six and 14 the year we inherited. Right. So we go in, we're nine and 11. We just missed the tournament my first year. And I'm literally lying in my bedroom with like a glass of wine, just being like crying. Like this is right. the worst thing I've ever been a part of in my life. I can't do this. And it was right. like, then I was like, that's it. You know, we're, we're winning forever now. I'm sick of this. Right. Cause it's like, yeah. I mean, I told this story. We can't play competitive games for the most part in our family. Cause we're so competitive. It's like, I don't want yeah. to, what are you talking about? Like, no, yeah. winning is, I can learn every lesson. I, I hate when people say, oh, you can learn. I can learn the same lessons from winning than I can from losing. Um, yeah, but, exactly. no, but I think, I think the second point that you brought up, which is key for, especially for coaches that are listening, when you're building a program, I, I agree. I think you got to come in and you got to set some standards and some pillars and you got to draw some lines in the sand. But I think that, 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 that off season, we, you know, we didn't play, we played this season, but we didn't play the previous season at all. Like mm-hmm. zero, we played oh. zero games. Oh man. So, so last year felt like my first year. Literally felt like my first year because I had coached nobody that was on the squad. Zero. They didn't know anything about Stan. So it took us till after Christmas to even get to a point where we were competitive. But now this offseason is like almost like my first season after that one losing season. It's like, okay, here's what we're going to do. And, you know, I'll be in the gym tomorrow morning at 6.15 a.m. Hope to see you. 
Like, yep. this is the standard. You better be there. And like the, the whole coach, I got bait. Like, oh, that's cool. Go to, you should have baseball. You should be lifting. You should be doing no problem. But they know that I'm there. Like, this is, this is what we got to do. Yeah. If you want to win. Um, and yeah, that and all off season. You just said, you know, you have three kids come, then you kind of put it out there. You all of a sudden have seven, you know, cause we do the six fifteen shoot too. And then all of a sudden you have more, you know, asking about it. So it, you know, like you said, it just takes time. It takes time. And it's like, and, and, and it's like they, they came in, they shot for a while and then they go, can we play? I go, you can play, you know, go ahead. Um, what I would, where I have pivoted in my coaching is like, Hey, go play three on three winners play kind of thing. You know, I think we had 10 yes. there last, last time. It's like, Make it more competitive. Like this whole, like, we want to run. It's like, well, come on. You, you guys don't even. Yeah. The, the, the funny yeah. part is they don't. I almost got to teach them playground rules. Like, yes. like it's I so swear, true. It's like, you guys just don't. Check understand. it up. You don't man, even understand how to hoop, man. Like, yeah. there's a place called James Madison that, that I would. If you lost. You sat for 45 minutes. You didn't get to play again. Yeah. Like that was a fine. It was the summer and it was hot, but it's like, I don't, I want to go play. I don't want to sit here on the sideline and wait 45 yeah, so minutes. So you find the right four kids to play with you. Right. Like you go right. around and be like, you, 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 and you get over here. You Let's know? go. We're going to go. Yeah. Hoop. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, yeah. there's no, like, so that's what I got to think about this summer too. When we start doing our open gyms, it's like, all right, how can we make this competitive? Like you gotta, like, it's almost become too easy. Like there's 20 kids or two kids. No, it's like, you got to make this like, yeah. sitting on the sideline you, you guys yeah. you guys have a lot more time right you can be you can work with them in the off season because we're not in massachusetts we're not allowed to no nope. so well, i can't do anything right now other than open gyms until the last day of school and then i get five contact days and then i can do other stuff outside of that as long as it's run through other like as long as i don't have anything to do with it um, okay that's, so I yeah, can organize, just, yeah, yeah. The booster club runs some stuff, and it's like I can't, I can't. But I get five unrestricted days, um, and I'll usually actually use two of the five for those new June days. You know, those June days that yeah. you get that the NCAA yeah. put in. I'll use those in June. But basically, I'll tell you, my guys, I get them for June, and I'm done because I lose yeah. them. They're off the. They're who knows? They're in Vegas, and they're in Texas, and mm -hmm. they're in like where they've been in april so um yeah, yeah. yeah so which is fine i said and then august august one football i want them to play a fall sport go play volleyball we boys volleyball is in the fall go play those things great so i'd leave august august is like i need three weeks to rejuvenate leave me alone kind of thing um yeah, yeah so it's like I think that June, but I, are there any other things that you think as far as building a program? Yeah, I think, you know, I mean, and, and there's so much about the X's and O's piece and I keep learning all that um, just in terms of keeping it simple. And especially with the boys, like I will say that's a huge difference between girls and boys. Like we ran a ton of flex stuff on the girls side and we got ridiculous options off of it, you know, and, and you could have, cause every girl will run through like five, six options, get to where you want to go. Cause they'll do exactly what you tell them. The boys transitioning over there. It was like, all right, we're going to do this. We'll get to, you know, these are the best options are our four, five and six options. And they're like never getting to that far, you know? So it, that was, that was also a learning curve for me. So in terms of building the program, I started to like, just keep it really simple. So now we have a foundational set more read and react stuff, but still simple. And then we do um, just quick hitters for the kids I need to be in certain places, you know? Um, but in terms of like other things we were doing to actually probably build more of like the culture and the program was 
just making it really fun to come to our games. You know, we getting the DJ, having music, you know, having like, we have a super fan club, you know, where they have the t-shirts and can throw them out. We have um, just a lot of like going on around us. There's a buzz. And right. that's, and I was actually going to ask that you being, like, being near a big city, you need to do that even more. Like I, yeah. I think I'm convinced we need, there's too many things. Like they could go to a concert yeah. down. I mean, there's 40,000 co-eds downtown. Like there, yeah. <laughs> there's plenty of things totally. for them to do in town. Um, so you, yeah, yeah, you got to make it more appealing to, for them. Definitely. to come. And that's yeah. what we were getting. Like we're now we're getting huge crowds, you know, so kids are, they're starting to buy in. So where we were losing maybe some kids to some of our private schools, they're staying, you know, at that public school, um, which is huge for us. It's like recruiting a stay in your town. Um, and then it's like, it's crazy, but it, we have, we have a really good private school, like five minutes down the street, you know? So, so we lose or have lost historically kids to there, but we haven't lately. So um, I think well, mom really and dad would just as soon send them to yours, probably if they can. Well, that's what I'm like. So it's a good <laughs> academic school. I'm like, come on, you know, and it's free. Right. right. You're not paying. You can save it yeah. for college. Yeah. I know. Exactly. <laughs> hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Um, if you'd like to support us, go over and check out teachups.com for coaches who want to get better. Also, subscribe and like. We do appreciate those. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network.